Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thanks for watching and listening to us. Just a reminder, we are on all of the major podcast platforms in America and around the world. So just look us up, The Right Side with Doug Billings, and follow us and subscribe to us on your favorite channel, please. We're also on Facebook, at The Right Side with Doug Billings. Look us up and friend us. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, at Doug Billings, Clout Hub, at Doug Billings, and Parlor at Doug Billings. And MeWe, MeWe, little old MeWe. Um, with regards to YouTube, subscribe to the channel over there. It's growing like crazy. We're, uh, we, we're flattered that we've become and, and noticed and nominated as one of the best up-and-coming conservative political talk shows in the country. We're grateful for that. And so if you'd like to sponsor the program, let us know as well. But ladies and gentlemen, we are at a dangerous point right now in our republic. But despite that, uh, my overall messages with you guys has always been one of hope and optimism. And I'm not changing that that pathway and that mantra. I'm simply pointing out the truth. We are at a dangerous point with regards to the um, the election. We, in our republic, we, we simply cannot stand for any person any person at all who has uh, so much fraud surrounding him with regards to a potential election to the presidency of the United States. Because if, if that person is proven to belong to a political party that has committed election fraud, the seriousness of that can't be understated. It's impossible to understate the serious of that. So it's no wonder that in a recent poll from Newsmax that two-thirds of the nation say that it's completely fair uh, for President Trump to pursue a recount in certain key states. You know, in my view, we should probably just do the whole thing over, but I don't know. That's probably not realistic. But I want to get back to the Newsmax poll. It was conducted in a tandem with McLaughlin Associates, and it was released on Thursday, Thanksgiving. It, it, it says that 67%, it's two-thirds of the country, basically, likely voters, they, of like, they back Trump's recount efforts where the vote margin in, in his race with Joe Biden uh, were 1% or closer, which applies to states like Georgia, Pennsylvania, uh, Wisconsin and Arizona, all of the states that are in the news today because of what's going on there and how close the vote was and how riddled with fraud it appears to be. So the key breakdown with that survey, and I found it interesting, and I'll comment just on a few of the bullet points from the survey, and then I want to go into a constitutional application of and a reminder of what is in store for us and how the Constitution uh, really doesn't need to be interpreted. Uh, that's what, that's a key word. The Constitution is written in English, ladies and gentlemen. doesn't need to be interpreted. It, it needs to be applied. So here are some of what I think are the key breakdowns in this new poll that has come out again from Newsmax and McLaughlin and Associates. It really says that 93% believe that is if Trump is screwed out of this election, that he should run again in 2024. Now, I think that is a great idea, but let's get through this first. Let's focus on getting the win and not allowing the steal to happen here. So 2024, fine. I think um, President Trump is going to remain one of the, if not the most 
uh, powerful conservative voices in the country until he decides to retire from politics altogether and maybe even beyond that. Also in the survey, it, it was revealed and someone else emerged as a potential leader uh, and candidate for the presidency in the future, and that's Don Jr. And that probably doesn't su- surprise many of you. Uh, we can talk about whether or not you think it's a good idea. I like Don Jr. I think clearly among all of the Trump children, it makes sense that he would emerge as the the possible politician of the group. He puts himself out there as such more. Eric Trump and Ivanka seem to be more engaged Although they advise their father, don't get me wrong, they they seem to be more engaged in the leadership of the Trump company, uh, and Don Jr. seems to be transitioning away uh, from that, perhaps, and to becoming uh, an elected official himself. We'll see. But that's what this poll indicates, that if they had um, a choice, they would like to see Trump, President Trump run again in 2024, and also they would like to see, perhaps, Don Jr. become a politician. So we'll follow that, and we'll see if Don Jr. follows in his father, father's footsteps. Another bullet point I found interesting, 94% of Republicans blame most of the voter fraud in the recent election on the Democrats. That's like a no-brainer, right? 6% actually said said the Republicans were to blame. That 6% is the the amount of people within the Democratic Party that, um, or at least in the survey, that were just intellectually immature. I mean, if I'm asked the question point blank, do you think both sides cheat? Of course. Of course. I don't think we've ever seen anything on this scale, however. And when you look back at what Biden said himself, the most extensive extensive nationwide voter fraud organization ever created, um, I don't think that was a, a, a faux pas. I think that was a Freudian slip. I think he said the truth, and we, we need to believe it. 51% of those polled said that voter fraud is a problem in big Democrat-run cities compared to 49 who say, 49% who say, it's no, it's not a problem here at all. I think that all you have to do is look at the Democrat-run cities throughout the country beginning in January to current day and look and see where the problems in this country are. The Democrat-run cities, and this is a fact, it's not a person's political opinion, All of the rioting, the chaos, the arson, the anarchy, the murder, the rape, massive crime sprees happened in cities that are run, led, and managed by members of the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party. That's just the truth. No such activity happened in cities that were run, managed, and led by members of the Republican Party. Back to the survey, an overwhelming 90% of the people surveyed approve of voter identification laws that make certain that every vote cast is legal. So I want to say a word about that. You know, the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party has long supported this whole, you know, elections and votes should be open to everybody. I mean, they even non-citizens, right? They've gone that far. Now, to those of us on the right side and to those of us in general who have any sense at all of intellectual maturity, that's crazy, crazy talk. Only legal votes should count. And it, it's just ironic to agree, and maybe it's a bit of karma, that in my opinion, the thing that the Democratic Socialist Communist Party was most ardently in support of during this last election cycle, which was the Everybody can vote mantra, right? Doesn't matter if you're a citizen, mail-in votes, absentee votes, no signature required, no ID required. That support and all of that 
energy they spent trying to make that happen is going to be the item, the issue that comes back to bite them in the backside, because it's going to be that very issue that gets this election overturned and the votes for Biden thrown out that were deemed illegal. So again, the Democratic Party, check that, the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party, because the Democratic Party of John F. Kennedy, let's be truthful, doesn't exist anymore. The New Democratic Socialist Communist Party has always wanted voter access to be, quote unquote, easier and open to everybody. And Doug, we need to make this the most priceless and most sacred of all of our rights, open to absolutely everybody. I'm trying to talk to you in my national public radio voice right now because they're idiots over there and they support this kind of mantra from the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party. Well, we can't stand for just a lackadaisical everybody-gets-to-vote mindset. Look what it's done. This is exactly the kind of problem. The thing that we're experiencing now in this country is exactly the problem that the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party has brought upon itself with regards to the chaos and the fraud and and, 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 the, and the possibility, the very real possibility that this thing is going to end up in the Supreme Court and the votes that are deemed illegal are going to be taken away And then as such, Biden will end up losing this election. So the cheaters will cheat and they will get caught and karma will prevail in the end. And we need to have patience and be calm about this. Take a breath. And as President Trump has always said, let's see what happens. A lot of wisdom in those words. Let's just see what happens. So mail-in voting and voting that can't be matched with legal IDs and legal signatures needs to come to an end. In this country, 88% of Americans think that should be the, the way that we go forward. And it's going to be a big issue coming up, not only this year, but next, but for the next four years, as we approach the elections in 2024, it's going to be an issue. Um, but since they've been promoting the no voting requirement, right, and opening this thing up, we'll, we'll begin to see, I think, a groundswell of resistance to that and we'll we'll have a we'll have a victory there. I I can't imagine with with this kind of numbers, the eighty eight percent of folks out there wanting this thing, we're gonna we're gonna prevail because we can't win. Republicans can't win in that scenario, and the only way that the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party can win is if they cheat. Look at this election. There's no way on God's green earth that Joe Biden got eighty million votes. I mean, he couldn't even get a thousand people to watch his Thanksgiving Day address, and he can't pronounce Psalms correctly. You know, we're all going to take a reading from Palms today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have Palm readers come in, and we're going to have a reading from them. Thank you very much. It looks like you have a long lifeline. It was ridiculous. There's no, there's no way that the guy got more votes than Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Donald Trump. No, no possible way. And again, the only reason anyone would say otherwise is because of either A, intellectual maturity, B, blind partisanship, or C, they're just simply uninformed. So don't be despondent when you hear of, um, you know, the process of this going through the courts and it taking a little bit of time. And even if there's rejections in the courts, like today, the Pennsylvania, there was a Pennsylvania court that threw out Trump's lawsuit. And there was a few, a couple of Republicans on that circuit court. The Third Circuit Court is what I'm talking about. A few Trump, a couple of Trump appointees on there. Now, the strategy is, of course, and the Trump. Don't be despondent and don't think, well, they, the Trump appointees betrayed us. Don't. No. 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 They 
the faster this thing gets up to the Supreme Court, the better. So I don't pretend to be in the heads of the judges that voted against this and said there's no proof of uh, fraud, but we'll let it go. The sooner we can get this thing in front of the Supreme Court, the better. So don't worry. Give yourself permission not to worry about these lower court defeats. The Third Circuit falls under the jurisdiction of of, of Clarence Thomas. We all know where he's going to fall. So hang on tight and keep on praying, but give yourself permission not to panic about it. We're on our way to the Supreme Court, and the faster we get there, the better. So we, we, I mean, we know those things are going to happen. We're going to lose a few in this in the lower courts because they're highly liberal courts, and they like to legislate from the bench. So again, try not to worry about that one. And now I want to talk a little bit about the Constitution, um, because in as much as I tell you not to let those things worry and bother you, I really, I really do mean that. The, the, these these things. In the grand, the, the lower court rulings, for example, they should be like water on the wing of a duck, right? For for us, they just roll off unaffected. We will we will view those as such, and I think that when we do that, we have a better chance of seeing the big picture in clearer terms and understanding. All right, now the refresher on the Constitution. This is important. It won't take very long. Um. But here's, here's what I want you to remember. Number one, never in the history of our republic, not once, ladies and gentlemen, have we ever elected a president on what we call election day. It's never happened before, ever. And it didn't happen this time either. So get all of your thoughts of this projected winner nonsense and all of the talk of president-elect out of your heads. I know it's rampant. People in the media talk about that all the time. But don't, again, don't give those things permission to throw your day out of whack. All right? Number two, our presidents are elected by the most brilliant system ever devised in the world with regards to how elections are determined, the Electoral College. Okay? The Electoral College meets... By law, in the middle of December, this year it happens to be on December 14th, and they elect our president, ladies and gentlemen. All right, The president is not elected by a popular vote that happens on election day. Number three, sometimes in our history it is true that not all of the state electoral votes are counted. Sometimes votes are thrown out for various reasons, fraud among them. But it's happened at least four times in the history of our republic that not all electoral votes are counted. So we have precedent and hope that some of the electoral votes in this case will be thrown out as well because of the rampant fraud that was involved. Oh, give yourself, again, hope and permission. Point number four. Once the Electoral College votes, again, in the middle of December on the 14th this year, those votes are sealed up tight. One sealed copy is sent to the president of the Senate, and the other sealed copy is sent to the Library of Congress, where they're kept safe and protected. And then point number five, on January 6th, every year, every year of a presidential election, 
Uh, these electoral college votes are unsealed and tallied in a joint session of Congress. Well, Doug, how do you know it's January 6th? Why is it January 6th? What's so important about January 6th? Uh, January 6th is the date set in the Constitution to do this. So this is constitutionally based stuff that I'm telling you here. Point five, on January 6th, the votes are opened up in a joint session of Congress. The president of the Senate reads the votes aloud and they're tallied. And it's then... And only then that we will know who the president is or if it's going to be a president-elect. That's when we'll know on January 6th. Any nonsensical talk of president-elect and somehow trying to you know, project who the winner is when we're surrounded by so much chaos and fraud is absolutely intellectually immature. And it's been the downfall of, among others, Fox News. Their ratings taking almost 40% hit because they have joined the throngs of the mainstream media who, without any sense of constitutional analysis, announced that Biden is the president-elect when that is simply not true. We do not have a president-elect in this country. We don't even know if Trump won yet or not. It appears he did in vast numbers and in good fashion with a landslide. But let's see what happens. So all of that is point number five. Point number six, all right? Now, point five we just had on January 6th, the votes are tallied. Then on January 20th, as written in the Constitution, at noon on January 6th, the president is sworn in. Now, whether that will be Trump or Biden, we'll see. But at noon on January 20th, that's when the president, whoever it will be, is sworn in. And number seven, in tandem with number six, there is no constitutional requirement for any president to concede. There is no constitutional requirement for any president to concede. Now, why would the media be so animate about wanting President Trump to concede? Or why hasn't he conceded? Because they know he may not have won. And a concession would only just give Biden the victory out of hand without even a fight. Now, Trump's not going to do that. He's not going to concede. So that's why every time you hear the, the media continually say President-elect Biden, Biden is the projected winner. I've talked a lot about giving yourself permission to do things here today. Give yourself permission to forget that BS because it's simply not constitutionally based. It's it, There's no presidential uh, determination until January 6th, when the Electoral College votes are tallied finally in Congress. Now, on January 20th, Biden or Trump will be the president. We'll have to just see what happens with the court process. One more word about the term president-elect, ladies and gentlemen. President-elect is not a constitutionally grounded or based term. There is no official office called president-elect. Now, both sides have used that term for decades. They apply it, and, and it's generally okay when there's no fraud and you know there's a clear winner. I, I don't have a problem with calling somebody president-elect. But in this case, this year, given all that we know and that we suspect, no, no. It, 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 Biden is not the president-elect. Now, back to just taking Biden and Trump out of it. 
The term president-elect is not constitutionally based. There, nowhere in the Constitution will you find, yes, the person who is a, the apparent or projected winner is, is called president-elect. The office, so to speak, or the term president-elect has no power, has no ability to form or give suggestions about policy. There is no authority at all granted to this position because the position itself simply does not exist. To engage in talk about President-elect Biden and continually call him that, given the current climate, is intellectually immature. And that's why Fox and among other people and places and news organizations have just plummeted in the rankings, in the ratings. And why places like Newsmax and OAN, One American News Network and others, uh, have the, the ones that have not projected anyone a winner yet, their ratings are surging. So... No reputable news organization, in my opinion, would project anybody, regardless of party affiliations, nobody should be projected the winner of this election where there is so much fraud and suspicion of criminality. To do so is only because you're a partisan, only because you like Biden and hate Trump. That's the only reason. So again, in the wise words of President Trump, let's just see what happens and give ourselves permission to forget all the BS that surrounds this thing. So the Constitution is clear. I want you to have hope in that and believe it. The polls also indicate a strong desire for President Trump to pursue avenues uh, of, of, that are his right to get to the truth of this and make sure that every legal vote is counted and uh, accounted for and that the illegal votes are thrown out. I remain hopeful. I think that um, we're going to see things change. I think the great reversal is going to happen. I think there's lots of things that you can read about going on in the background with regards to Sidney Powell. She has the ability to pursue military action and trials, military tribunals, and so forth. Uh, she has the ability to go beyond what the Rudy team is doing. Uh, and, and that remains interesting. We're going to talk more about that this week on this program. There's lots of reasons to be optimistic, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of reasons. We have um, we haven't even touched on the Dominion uh, voting systems and their ability to change votes and the huge vote dumps that came in over the night. So, be hopeful, be courageous in your hope, and be determined with your patriotism. The right side, the Republican Party, is still, although it's not a perfect party, is still the party of Trump. It's the party of Lincoln. It's the party of Reagan. We're not going to abandon it yet. Not yet. We'll see what happens. You have a pack of blessings, ladies and gentlemen, and on this day after Thanksgiving, I'm grateful for you, grateful that you watch, grateful that you listen. If you know someone, if you yourself want to sponsor this program, we would appreciate you contacting us. We're in need of sponsors to be able to continue to promote the conservative message from the right side. May God continue to bless you, everybody. Keep keep an inventory of those blessings. They are abundant. We'll meet you again right here on the right side with Doug Billings. Cheers. Cheers.